and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street, a monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also rate and review us on Apple iTunes. Today, we're talking about The Witch. Or The Bitch, depending on how you read it. <laughs> the, the Bitch. Today, for The Bitch, um, we will be joined by Amanda Espinosa. Amanda, tell the people hey. about the sale. Hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, my name is Amanda Espinosa. I... Oh, a little bit about myself. I'm an actor, educator. I'm tired, but no. Um, yeah, I'm currently living in Red Bank, New Jersey, and I work as the education and community engagement manager there at a Two River Theater. Uh, come find me. Come hang out. Um, yeah, and so, and I worked with Sheree. We went to grad school together, and this is how we know each other. We've been watching terrible movies together for a very long time and discussing them. So I'm very excited to be here. Okay. How can they follow you on whatever social media you want them to follow you on? I mean, you can follow me on Facebook. It's my name, Amanda Spinoza, uh, and Instagram. It's a, I think my handle's like amespino21, you know, cause they, somebody else has my name, who, how dare, but, bad uh, bitch. bitch. <laughs> um, but yeah, follow me wherever. and. Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, welcome, Amanda. We're happy to have you with us on this journey through this some kind of movie. Whew. Uh, I woke up really early this morning, not really early, really early on the, on the weekend uh, to watch this, and it was a great way to begin a day. <laughs> Indeed. Yes, I have my drink ready because I need it. Yeah. I didn't drink enough last night because I thought I was gonna like carry that energy over, and I was like, I might need a fresh drink. Oh, <laughs> because Amanda's our first guest on like the full length, not the Lovecraft. We're also gonna have Amanda tell us a little bit of why she likes the horror movies or the horror genre. Yeah, yeah. Um, the horror genre. You know, I'm Latina, so I believe in everything, all the curses, all the the creatures, you act up, you're gonna get eaten. You know, it's just like, uh, it's these folk tales and stories are part of my life. Um, and I was always told them. So it was just kind of, I fell into like loving horror because it was just like these stories and they, they capture you. Like, it's like eating a spicy food. You know, you're kind of like, I'm gonna stay away from that, but I'm addicted to it. What is it that keeps bringing me back? Um, and I kind of always love the story of somebody, you know, going through these things and surviving. How do they get out of it? Um, I've just been captured by those kind of things. And it's part of my culture. Like, it's just, so yeah, that's why I just love it. And I'm always going to love it. And if I, you know, adopt some cuties, uh, more cats and kids, you know, I'm going to teach them about horror movies and, you know, and then creatures under the bed. So, yeah. As you should. Every child should be brought up with fear. <laughs> absolutely right yes so man, do you have any favorites you know i've things i fear are dolls mm. ghost children and most recently mascots like animal mascots <laughs> with hands like I, that shouldn't happen but um i love the orphanage there's ghost children in that and I it's spanish you know and having people who are trying to read subtitles and then and kind of watching these children you know I just love it gets me because I'm like you know I knew a friend who lived in a haunted house 
And she said, you know, the ghost came to us and it's a little girl. Oh. And I was like, nah. That's what uh, and they got a clean, they tried to do a cleaning at the house and they came back and said, uh, so this is a devil kind of who's taken over the body of a little girl to gain your trust. And from that moment on, from middle school on, I feared children and then ghost children. And then you do the orphanage where the kid has a potato sack and he's haunted. Like it just, it's all the elements of no. <laughs> someone tells me that a devil is, is impersonating a little girl to try to get, to try and coax me. That's when I'm out. That's when I'm leaving. That's when I'm out. That's no. when that's how, that's I'm not, how be empowered. I'm not even going to put that house up for sale because I'm not going to put that on somebody. I'm going to burn it down. No, this, this ghost went to Spirit Halloween, Ooh. 1999, <laughs> little Barbara. <laughs> this took over yeah so i've always been scared of that like how does evil take what does it take in that shape in order to gain us like or that trust mm -hmm. so um yeah anything with ghost children I, I i hate it but i can't look away so this was a great movie for you so this is a great <laughs> <laughs> all right with that let's jump into some just general thoughts on the entire film i definitely think it is a very, very strong choice for our second in our witchcraft series, which is all of September, if you're listening. Um, it's very it, different than the craft. Ain't it though? <laughs> ain't it though? <laughs> it definitely brings home the thesis that feminism is witchcraft coded for damn sure. Because Thomas seen, oh, that girl has put upon this whole movie. That's like most of the notes. Um, I was watching, because uh, I have it on DVD, and I was watching a special feature while I was plugging in my notes, and this was her first movie. All the acting, I thought, was spectacular. Um, I didn't recognize until I saw her in an interview in the special feature that the mom was on Game of Thrones. She was um, the, is it the Greyjoys? Are they the fishing people? Everybody fishing. You got to be more specific. The ones that are on the boats. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Legitimate fishing people. Everybody's fishing on that truck. But anyways, she's the, she's the, no, wait, no. She's the one that has the little boy that breastfeeds and when he's like 15 or whatever. Oh, no wonder I blogged her. Yeah. That was, I, that was traumatic. The little hole in the, in the courtroom or whatever. Like, I know like some people had a parent, but that is too old to be breastfeeding. That one I will intervene for. Yeah, that was yeah. a... Yeah, yeah that was When they have teeth and they can order their own foods, you don't get to breastfeed them anymore. No. Um, I also thought it was really interesting, the, the screenwriter, most of the lines were taken directly from mm -hmm. diaries he found from the time, which is really interesting. Especially because I, I listen to a lot of dialogue and I, this sometimes feels, it feels weird, but it makes it creepier that it feels weird and it makes sense if he was pulling from an actual source. Yeah, those records, yeah. And her character is based on an actual real life person. Not, not of the same name or anything, but like he found a story of a girl who um, was prone to like have fits and things. And that's what he based the story on. And he said in an, inter in an interview that um, he, he truly believes that she felt like she was possessed by, that she believed wholeheartedly that she was possessed by the devil. But anyways, he studied her story and brought it to life in this film and gave her a different name and stuff like that. I mean, there are bitches among us. 
All right. <laughs> so this joyous movie opens in like a courtroom scene, and it, it was there was a lot of Christianity, and it made me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and I, yeah. <laughs> like to give them credit, they started with creepy strings leading into the creepy courtroom with the creepy kids. So we knew what we were getting into. Nailed it, yeah. They were like, if you want to turn back, now's your time. Yeah, this was another one I thought that used the music to create tone really well. It was really effective. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're in the courtroom and we figure out, I did, did anyone catch what the dad did? I, they never tell us. So we don't know if, it, if he's a bitch or if he's a bitch adjacent or if he did something else. <laughs> from what I could understand from context, because like you said, they never really say it. Um, there's something about the way that he worships that doesn't fit the way that they worship or something because later on we'll get to it well i don't want to spoil it now but um there's illusions later on that they wanted to do things religiously that the that the community did not want them to do mm -hmm. um, that, that's a whole layer of creepiness to my whole aversion to religion and movies because I know people who are from small towns and like their family ended up leaving the church because they didn't agree with the church and starting their own home churches. Yeah. Which uh -oh. it's never good if you got a home church. <laughs> I mean, COVID's different. We should all be at home no matter what you into. But before COVID, that feels weird to pull your kids out and be like, we're going to learn it the way I feel we need to learn it. So the dad gets them banished. So good job, dad. Mm -hmm. Costumes are iconic and uncomfortable. Oh, so not yeah. Thomasine's hats. Thomasine, yeah, her hats, those outfits. I just like you know. I get it. Sixteen hundred. Like, what's going on with that style? I'm always concerned with how people use the restroom. Like, that's how I judge fashion. How easily I'm going to be able to get out of that to use the restroom. Yeah. As so an I'm actor, you have to worry about these things because yeah. sometimes you only got like a minute to go use the restroom in these period costumes. And you're like, well, what the hell, the hell is going to happen? <laughs> I take the hat off too? Yeah. It's all one piece. It's, it's all, all one piece. piece. From the hat to the sock. And you're just like, somebody unfasten me. I got a pee. <laughs> and that's how you know who your true friends are. That's true. <laughs> that's true. So our little family is going off into the wilderness. That shot, so after they leave, and the shot that they're in the woods, and it's so dark, and they're using this, like, string music under it is so un this whole movie is unsettling yeah but yeah. like that shot in particular because i was like there is nothing protecting you you have no protection so um then they find the uh the the clearing and i guess it's i don't know it seems like the first cl clearing they come to because like i look at it and i'm like there's nothing that looks particularly good about this clearing like there's nothing growing there's nothing there's no like already vegetation happening so like clearly there's something wrong with the soil <laughs> why are we choosing this spot to yeah yeah to right it's like look at this dead land <laughs> oh it must be made for us i just wanted to tell them to ask for more yeah right just keep on keeping on until you find something a little better so then all of a sudden they've built this house which <laughs> Just real quick, like, <laughs> um, apparently, so in the special features I was watching, they had to hand build everything for this set. What were 
is back pay like? I hope they all union because like yeah, that's a big ass house barn. Right. Yeah, Broadway flat, but that's all I got going <laughs> for myself. <laughs> but yeah, they wanted it to be, they really, when they set out to make this movie, they wanted it to be as authentic as humanly possible. And so, yeah, they hand built everything the fence, the house, the barn, the goat barn, the kit, the chicken coop, everything. As somebody who's played a lot of The Sims, I <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that with my actual hands. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we built our beautiful cabin in the woods. Name check. <laughs> <laughs> um, and oh, this is when the storyline gets kind of a lot. Okay, so cool. uh, Thomason brings. Am I missing anything? Is it? We go pretty quickly to the baby gone, right? It happens, it happens so much quick. earlier than I yeah. thought. I, I remember this movie being like three hours, but it's only an hour and 33 minutes. It's but really it's just so creepy intense, it felt like. It an eternity. Yeah. Yeah, from like baby disappearance to the end, it just feels like so much is just like piled on you as an, as an audience member. It feels um, like a novel. It yeah. feels like <laughs> that much has happened. Like I expected to be 500 pages in a couple days of reading. Yeah, which um, I right before I got on here, I was watching. There's a panel that they did with the director, player, or director, screenwriter, the girl who played Thomason, and then two novelists for um, I guess something in Salem that they do like a convention or something. Um, so they've screened the film and then did a Q and A. And right when I got off, the, that's when the novelist was starting to talk, and I was like, dang it. I want to watch. I want to watch the rest of it. So you might be able to find it on YouTube if you can. I recommend it. But yeah, so Thomason brings the baby out and lays him on the ground. It starts playing hide and uh, like peekaboo, and you know when it, like the first time it happens, okay, that's cute. Then she does it like four or five. By like the fifth time, I'm like something's about to happen. Yeah, I want to go on record as saying when I was getting tense right here, this is the first time I was like, if they had Netflix and TV back then, we'd have better ways to entertain ourselves and avoid a lot of this <laughs> shit coming up. <laughs> yeah, we'd have been fine. We'd been yeah. fine. They would have been inside watching Netflix, <laughs> minding their own business. Generally, they just needed, more, these kids needed more time. Well, Thomason specifically, and her brother. I can't think of his name right now. But anyway, uh, needed more time to be kids. Like, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, they were they were, just, they were on these kids from the get from jump. Um, so anyway, she's playing hide and seek or not hide and seek peekaboo. And um, at one point, she opens her, her hands from her face, and the baby has gone. Snatch, right? Right? And it was like a second, so like that's not a normal oh, an animal ran off with it, a person abducted it. That's magic. And that's how we know bitches are around. Look, bitches need to be on the Olympic track team. Right? They become the gold. <laughs> that was, yeah. That. And to know that these bitches have no clothes on, so also <laughs> gravity is a problem, <laughs> and they move that fast, I could never. I would still be stuck. Like, Tom was like, who does naked woman in this bush coming at us? And I was like, I ah. mean, we find out later, it's not that far, not that much later, but a little bit later, that these these bitches, they are not small chested. These bitches <laughs> have a lot on their chest. <laughs> a lot going on. A lot going on there. I, I well, she ain't running, I don't think. No. 
I think this production company because like their nudity is never for the male gaze. Because in this uh -huh. hereditary midsummer, mm -hmm. we are not here to be like, hey Chad, this movie's for you to come see some boob. It's like, hey Chad, <laughs> just some rib cages. This is this is what people look. Like. Yeah, yeah, this is bodies. You want nudity, Chad? Here's some nudity. <laughs> <laughs> so the baby is gone, mm -hmm. and the 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 family automatically blames her which i think is bullshit they put everything on her so yeah so much so much uh, how dare she want to be a person um okay. it must be a bitch or a bitch <laughs> meanwhile naked lady is making is it uh, do we call this baby oil of the baby i don't know mm. it's very disturbing so yeah, we we it, it, I couldn't tell what she was doing to this baby. So we cut to this very disconcerting looking woman with the baby. Um, it at first it looked like she was like circumcising him. I didn't think it was a circumcision the way that knife was heading towards that baby's belly. Yeah, I thought it was below the belly. That's why I thought circumcision. No, I thought I think that bitch. Um, <laughs> We're trying to like hold the baby and cut it and so sometimes it was a little bit wavy but like it was heading for the belly oh gosh yeah and then we see her churning something that is not butter yes and then rubbing it on her body and dancing around again had they had tv and other hobbies back then a lot of this movie could have been avoided just that witch would have just become jessica lang <laughs> she would have been a supreme and she would have been fine these bitches are bored this was a rebellion these bitches are bored. <laughs> Tired of all this religion, and they're going to get your babies. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then we go to, we cut to Thomason waking, or I guess, no, her brother wakes up, wakes up first. So her brother wakes up, okay. looks down, and views his sleeping sister, which is a very strange moment. He's yeah. into her, and I don't like it. I was like, Caleb, you cut that out. We don't need incest on top of all this other witchery, or bitchery. Well, we don't. I didn't take it as like, incest i took it as like any any child growing up is going to have urges yeah. and he doesn't have anyone his father has now essentially ostracized this entire family so he can't look at anyone else anywhere remotely his age and because he immediately is like oh what the fuck was i doing and keep going <laughs> <laughs> because throughout the movie he's probably the only like one that looks out for everyone you know what i mean that like it does good he, things he does but it was also just like creepy because this is the first instance but we catch him checking out his sisters and her she's very chaste because of the time so it's not even like a lot of cleavage you have to like work to see anything as someone who comes from a big family and wears a lot of low-cut outfits because like that's my move um i i felt very comfortable watching him stare at her because i'm just like i mm. Like I said, I like a lot of low-cut things, and I have a very big family, and they don't, I don't catch them staring at me in that way. <laughs> yeah, that was... It, there's a line in this, a familiar bond that you just don't cross, unless it's a V.C. Andrews. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I think if it wasn't in such a repressed community or culture, um, he probably wouldn't have, is my point, I think, is what I'm making. I hope not. But also, I just, I don't trust anybody in this. I don't even know what to call it. It's a shack. He built them <laughs> a two-room, two-story shack. And they act like the kids can't hear them. And I'm just like, huh? Right. Did you? they not know that they didn't, they don't make soundproof yet? That's not a thing. 
No, it's not soundproof at all. It's not. <laughs> there are no secrets in there. <laughs> so anyways, he gets he gets outside and sees his dad, and his dad is looking at the corn, which is not, it's like rotting, essentially. Can you keep track of how many kids they actually had for a hot minute? And again, had they had hobbies, those parents could have been playing Parcheesi, Monopoly, watching Netflix, and there wouldn't be possibly six kids to try and keep track of. Yeah, there was, well, there's the twins, Caleb. And Thomas. Thomas. And Sam. Who only had, and Samuel, to be fair. (laughs) Okay. Um, And then, I couldn't remember what the, it's Jonas and Mercy are the twins. Okay. Mercy's name is on point, because, <laughs> have Mercy, that child bugged me. Um, we're going to get to her in a minute, because I have some thoughts. Um, <laughs> so, the dad brings, the dad brings Caleb out into the woods to, like, check their hunting traps or whatever, and then everyone else we kind of see doing their daily chores with some weird stuff put into there. The mother did nothing but lay in bed. And pray. Yeah, and then the bitch at Thomasine for not doing enough. And I'm like, she's raising your family. She's turning your butter. She's milking your goats. She's stripping her father to do his laundry. Give the girl a moment. Yeah. She's getting your weird eggs that have been uh, uh, have been. eggs for me. It's gonna be a minute <laughs> before I have an omelet. Cause I'm gonna just feel like, Ooh, oof. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then and- at one. At one point, while they're out in the woods, the dad says something to Caleb that I think is, was a really interesting line. He says that they're going to conquer the wilderness and not be not be consumed by it, which is, I think, an interesting concept with, because I think part of the theme of this film is this family being consumed by the environment that they're in. Yeah. This is also where we start to hear the word sin, or if you make sin a drinking game, you'll be like screwed up in 20 oh, minutes. Oh yeah, you'd be gone. Because the whole prayer is, I was born in sin. And I was like, don't don't teach your child that. How about you not teach your child that? I get it. You're starting your own like weird separate religion in your weird two-story, two-room house you built in this like dead field. But mm-hmm. also, maybe not. Maybe, yeah. Right. So then we go back. So we know that the, we know that's what the dad and uh, Caleb are doing. Then we go back to the farm, and we got Mercy. Did I skip something? While we're here with the son and the father in the woods, why is Caleb's hat out of a gabbit? Oh yeah, that baby was dressed. <laughs> a winter twenty twenty collection. Everybody else looks raggedy, and Caleb's like, "I look raggedy except for my hat." You don't get those kind of knitting situations back in these olden days. It's a gap ad. I've seen it. I wanted that hat. I couldn't afford it. (laughs) Right. I mean, you know, it's also in the woods where we get introduced to Fowler, the dog. And I'm a Pisces, so like animals, I'm a big, and I could sense he was already telling us about the woods, you know, vocally expressing that it wasn't good. And I was like, don't tell me we lose Fowler. Don't tell me. Mm -mm. And we have the rabbit moment. I almost forgot about the rabbit moment. The rabbit. The rabbit. Sneaky rabbit. They see the rabbit, and then we find out how janky this gun is. It's like a rope and a pulley situation. It's like I, I know I don't know weapons, but was this the most efficient weapon we could have? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've used that at the fair. Can we also talk about how the that rabbit was <laughs> real calm to be a rabbit? So there was something. That's why it's a rabbit. They should have known 
this is not a rabbit. It was dilated. It was a Chicago rabbit because when I used to walk off the red line after my late night jobs and I had to play like, is that a rabbit or a rat? Then Babbitt would be like, why are you in my space? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just want to go home, Babbitt. Can I pass? Because <laughs> Fowler was like, oh, hell no, I'm going to bark at this thing. Mm-hmm. And then the dad tries to shoot it and the gun like blows back at him, essentially. That's why you don't bug with Babbitt's. But then we never saw like a wound or anything on him. No, never. And he should have, that should have been his first sign to not mess with the animals of this area because foreshadowing. Especially when you got a rope gun. Who are you really intimidating with a rope gun? (laughs) (laughs) So then we go back to the shack and Thomason is trying to get Mercy and Jonas to come help her with the goat, uh, shoveling the goat shit. And they're chasing the, the male goat around, and it's like it's singing a Black Phillips song. Mm-hmm. And the goat is like, "Leave me the hell alone." <laughs> what are you crazy ass kids doing? So that's the first sign. These children are terrible. Are the worst. Mm-hmm. So then um, they're chasing F- uh, Black Philip around. Which could we not have picked a better name? Thank you. Thank you. Just why like, be black? Like big big goat. Yeah. I, mean, I get it, the the goat is black, but like, just call him Philip. He got horns, he got hooves, he got an attitude. He couldn't be Gemini Philip. What? He could be <laughs> Phil. Just name him Phil. That's fine. Just name him Phil. Yeah. Tough Phil, old Phil, <laughs> big Phil. Like, there, there Phil. Words. Uh, yeah. Apparently, they don't see the world through those other lenses, though. <laughs> No, not in the 1700s or whatever this movie was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, rough. Right. So the two kids are the worst. <laughs> then they come in, the mother comes out, and she yells at Thomason like she's not trying to do something. <laughs> Literally, Thomason is doing it all. And this woman finally out of bed to be like, you ain't doing enough. Right. She can find his clothes to the creek and wash them. And then we watch Thomasy undress her father, which I don't like ever want to see again. Patriarchy. Right? Also, we find out here their father only has the one outfit because the next time we see him, he's chopping wood and a sheet. Can we decide what that was? Does that not, that does not feel like a good idea. Is that, it feels like. What if your sheet get caught in your ass? (laughs) What's that happening? Worse. Uh, Or worse, what is facing towards the wood? (laughs) Something you don't want hit by a big piece of wood. Right, right. That that we did this. We you know watching that that sheet had to come from better homes. It was excessively large. True. I think it was a queen, maybe a California queen. (laughs) So like they're making really nice sheets instead of making a really nice house. And listening to Rihanna. Um. So so yes, Dad's out there chopping wood naked. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He had like a piece of cloth on. (laughs) Why doesn't he have other clothes? Why? I know it's Thomasine's fault somehow in this house. Probably. <laughs> but he's going to have more clothes. Where his clothes. Um, and then, so, oh, we also find out that the mom, we found out in the woods that the dad sold the mom's silver cup for mm-hmm. the, the animal traps. But well, she told Thomasine, who, how even would Thomasine get to go anywhere when she has all these chores and all these siblings to take care of and is being yelled at all the time? Right, and he tells, he tells Caleb to not tell his mom. It's real fucked up. So, I know it's a lower scale problem in the bitch, but this parent just do it. 
Um, yes, and we find out that the mom did not know they were leaving. She's upset about it because apparently Caleb is her golden child now that Sam's gone. Um, and she Way to get promoted. Right. <laughs> want him to be leaving the, the area. But Thomason can do whatever the hell the, has to do. But, I felt like the mother was jealous of Thomason. Oh, yeah. I kind of got that, too. I don't know if it's because of her youth, her beauty, um, her ability to get a bed at a reasonable time, but, like, <laughs> she get issues with her the whole movie. Right. I mean, yeah, she's coming into womanhood, and it's just, like... Yeah. It's the like springtime it. of her womanhood. Oh! oh <laughs> that still haunts me to this day. <laughs> I am kind of surprised since he took the, these lines from diaries that that's not in here somewhere. I mean, the diaries are probably written by women, so they, women. <laughs> Sorry, written by women. Yeah, they weren't given pen and paper back then. Yeah. True. And true. They didn't know to like, do that, so men would know to read it. <laughs> um, they do say something similar later, but, anyways, we'll get to it. Um, so yes, and and Caleb brings up this lie to his mom to like make her feel better about his dad like taking him to the woods that they were going to look for apples because the mom loves apples, and so to kind of squash that, Caleb seems like the mediator, like the one that like when there's conflict, he's like, okay, how do I fix this? He's such a little child. Oh yeah. Yes, definitely. He's probably also a Virgo. Like I'm just projecting. <laughs> so then we get uh Thomas and taking dad's clothes to the brook to wash while dad chops wood naked. Um absolutely. And he sends Caleb down to get water for the mom, so they're down there. And then Mercy, this little child. First though, Caleb checks out his sister's not cleavage again because it's water. so hidden. And they're by the water, so that's sexual. So he's like, let me peek. She's like, what's going on, Caleb? And he's like, nothing. Then <laughs> let me hold you. Right? Let's have by my breast. Fight. Right? Have a tickle fight. What a tickle that fight. Part, that part was kind of like, ooh. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what kind of movie the bitch is, but I have concerns. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, if you think about it, if this family had stayed out in the wilderness, how are they going to procreate? How they're gonna, yeah. With who? With what? I don't think all cult leaders think that far ahead when they start these cults. <laughs> what does that feel like? What William was trying to do? <laughs> William. William was like, we'll start our own religion in the woods. Yeah. That ain't that ain't weird. <laughs> um. So and then Mercy comes in there being crazy, saying, "I'm the witch of the woods. I'm the witch of the woods," and uh, just being a brat. Like, why is she such a brat? I hate her so much. Mercy's the worst. I, I want to hate all the kids equally, but Mercy is a special She's circle the, of hell. Yeah, she comes in hot and ready to make it worse. True. Which and is why Mercy. Thomason has some fun with her. I, I said, I, I would have done the same shit. I would have oh, yeah. done the same thing to that little child. This was my first time seeing this after watching Sabrina, and I appreciated Thomason being like, I signed my name in the book. I'm like, the book makes an appearance again. <laughs> um, I should clarify after watching the correct version of Sabrina, not the original with Melissa Jonar, but the one on Netflix that's darker. Yeah. The more adult one. The more adult, yeah. It's the right one. <laughs> <laughs> the child and me loved the old one, but I, I like the new one better. Anyway, um, so and then we go back to the house for dinner, 
and they're doing this weird prayer thing again more prayer more religion here's here we go um then the about sins again again yeah we're talking about that at the dinner this dinner prayer is eight minutes long and sin is dropped ninety thousand times and i was like just let them eat this is why they're all angry they're starving there's so much shame in this version of christianity that's so like off-putting which you know i i'm generally put off by christianity in a lot of ways but um this especially well earlier when she's when uh thomason is praying and she's like i know i'll never be good i've sinned my whole life and like when she says what she's done to sin she's like i didn't think i didn't pray 15 times a day and i didn't I, like it's a lot it, it's just and uh 15 times a day, but nothing else. It needs to be done 15 times a day. And then in the woods, the dad tells the son that he doesn't know if this baby's in heaven or hell because oh, he was, yeah. just, That's a recurring theme. Yeah. Because the mother has a moment later on. It's like, we didn't get him baptized. He's in hell. And I'm like, what is your religion where you can be at a 10 to 20 at all times? Right. Um, well, and, and the dad even tells the son, Caleb, that he doesn't know if he was born the son of somebody or the son of somebody. So essentially, it, if you're born as the son of whoever the bad person is, you're going to hell. It doesn't matter what you do. I, I kind of wonder if they were excommunicated for being too guilty, even in the eyes of the church they were in. Mm. Maybe so, because that's a lot. Maybe. They were like, we take Sundays off to at least have joy. And he was like, no, my name is William. <laughs> we are guilty every day every hour every hour don't you tell my kids to smile <laughs> did you give them candy <laughs> so uh back to the dinner after the prayer the mom immediately starts in on thomason accusing her of stealing that steal that, yeah. that silver cup we we, we we need to hold because like amanda had a moment about the light that oh man oh yeah no Eating dinner by that candle. Did you notice that was the first ring light? How well lit that one candle. My apartment's not that lit. <laughs> my, we got a window I can't open. even get that. We got all the lights on. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. But how the shadows played with all, you know, in that whole dinner scene too. It was like the shadow and that light of their little bread sandwiches, whatever they were eating. But it well, was even too. like the opening shot when he's like standing there with his arms up and the other family are holding their hands, that was all a lot. Really? Yeah, that almost looked like the like when you go to Coachella, <laughs> <laughs> which is the uh, Mumford and Sons Mumford concert. <laughs> the family um, needed to go. They needed to go to Coachella so they could calm the fuck down. Music is a sin though, so they couldn't go. <laughs> True. Which one they had to like keep chasing Black Phillip instead. <laughs> So then um, the mom is accusing Thomas of stealing that silver cup. Mm -hmm. And the dad does not say anything. He kind of takes up for her by saying it wasn't Thomason, but like he doesn't tell the mom what happened to it. So of course the mom's gonna be like, whatever you say, it was you, you slut. <laughs> and that's when I was like, William's a little bitch. Because I'm like, how do you not step bitch. in to be like, I did it. I, right. I'm a an adult. It's like, keep hating her. That's fine. And we also see that Caleb knows the truth, too. And he's following his dad and not speaking. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. So then we go to the night when the mom and dad are in bed talking and pretending like no one else can hear them. I love that they really believe nobody can hear them. They're like, Caleb, Thomason, are you in bed? 
And they're just like, I don't want to say They're anything. like three feet away. It's like yeah. summer rep when they pack <laughs> 10 people in a room. And they're like, I'm going to play my Nintendo DS. <laughs> Nobody going to hear it. I was like, everyone hears it. Even, even with the volume off, you still hear that. <laughs> 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 I like when they would make the phone calls about how bad their roommates are while we're all listening. But we're all there. It's like, that was my cookie butter. I was right to be angry. <laughs> <laughs> I get one joy, Jessica. One joy. Right? So it's then, like, no, we can hear you. Right. <laughs> so then they show, but then the funniest thing is, so they show them being like, Thomason, Caleb, are you in bed? Mercy, Jonas, are you in bed? And then they start talking, and immediately it shuts, and then they're all awake. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing else to do. They're out in the woods with nothing else to do. Right. So then we hear that you know apparently since this is this is kind of goes back to the uh, the springtime of her womanhood. But <laughs> mom says now that she has come into her womanhood, she can go serve another house. And I was like, wow. Wow. Yeah. Sir, selling your daughter in a servitude, that's cute. Right? I just, I, I don't understand. I mean, we've seen enough bad moms in horror movies, but I feel like this one was just like, mm, I don't want her in my house. This one wasn't even trying to pretend like she wasn't bad. Yeah. She hates her out the gate. Immediately, yeah. That's her one motivation. Like, <laughs> literally, they, given circumstances, you hate your daughter. True. And the movie's called The Bitch. Go for it. Yeah. We'll decide who's the bitch later. <laughs> I thought she was the bitch. I'm not gonna I lie. thought she was. We cut to Caleb trying to sneak out in the barn, getting the horse ready. And Thomason comes in to stop him. And I don't understand what his motivation is to leave. I mean, I get that he's going to go check the, the, the traps, but, like, why? I don't know. <laughs> doing shit he's like everything is wrong here i'm gonna go get in trouble somewhere else and they'll be in thomason and it'll be fun yeah at first i thought maybe he was gonna try to prove himself and go find that rabbit the babbit you know <laughs> and like kill it and bring food back or something which um, they do because so, so yeah so they go so thomason stops him and she's like well let me go with you because she, well she first tries to get him not to go and she finally realizes that he's going. It does not matter. Yes. Yeah, so then she decides to make to let her, to make him let her go with him. They all leave. They're going off into the woods to check these these traps, and they check it and they've caught something. Mm-hmm. So yay, good for them. And they're heading back. I mean, it's the size of like it's like a squirrel or something. So it's not like ain't gonna be a feast. Um, <laughs> Everybody gets one cubic inch of meat tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so um but then they see the rabbit mm-hmm. rabbit is back we're hunting rabbit is back with a vengeance <laughs> they're like they're like elmer fudd with this damn rabbit okay um, number one <laughs> number one a rabbit ain't gonna be that much meat either so why are you so concerned about this rabbit I don't. also they're just gaming like of all the animals to not eat yeah you need rabbits right so the dog is Fowler's freaking out. The horse is even freaking out. That's when he realized, like, okay, let's leave this rabbit alone. There is something wrong. If all the uh, all the other animals, even the horse, that's like thirty times bigger than the rabbit, is flipping out. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, okay. Well, Fowler runs off after the rabbit, and Caleb runs off after Fowler, and my heart breaks. 
And the horse like bucks Thomason off and knocks her out. And so we go to black and then we we immediately go back to the the shack when everybody's screaming for Thomason and Caleb. It was either tied to like a fence post. Yeah, that was the original leash. Except like she's like, I won't raise my own kids. Where's Thomason? (laughs) (laughs) So yes. And then we find Thomason in the woods looking for Fowler. And then Thomas or no Caleb in the woods looking for Fowler. And then Thomason wakes up and Thomason's looking for Caleb and Fowler and like everybody. But she hears her family, so she goes back to the family. I guess the horse we don't care about because they're just like, I'm not even gonna try to find the horse. Right. Uh, the horse is like, Y'all messed up. I'm leaving. <laughs> you clearly should have left too. The horse is the smartest character in this movie. Um of course, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Thomason gets back to the family, and mm-hmm. then we cut to Caleb looking for Fowler, and then we hear, oh, God, I hate. I hate animal yeah. deaths. Just... Especially when you can hear it, when you hear like, the dogs, and like, I had the subtitles on, and it yeah. said, like, dog screaming, and I was like, oh. Yeah, it was, it was pretty rough. Sheree did the, like, had to tell me what was going on. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I still remember the day I saw Marley and me. I refused. And I asked for a refund. <laughs> <laughs> I refused. I had friends ask me if I want to go see that movie, and I said, no. No. <laughs> but, yeah, that was hard. It was hard to, to see that. Yeah. And then he finds Fowler's body, and it is, like, devoured. It's disgusting. And then we don't see Caleb for a hot minute. Because we go back to the shack, and they're all blaming Thomas, of course where the family's praying again. And that's when I was like, we pray a lot for a movie called The Witch. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's very misleading. Yes. And they're all mad at Fal- uh, Thomason again, um, blaming her again. Because, um, you know, it's easy to do that, right? She's a woman, so it's her fault. She's a woman. <laughs> so um, then we go back to Caleb. And this Jungle Gym. Yeah, first ever Jungle Gym. Why? <laughs> This child. With a gun. <laughs> like, what about this looks like, I need to go in there. That's clearly where I need to go. Yeah. He's already <laughs> found Fowler. He's dead. Yeah. He, does see, he does see the rabbit. So he's just still after this rabbit. He's focused. He wants that rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> he wants two cubic centimeters of meat, not just one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then inside of this little like thicket nest thing is the hut of the of the witch, and she comes out and she's looking a lot better than she was in the last scene. Let me tell you, she came out and I was like, "This reminds me of the beginning of every terrible Tinder date." <laughs> Where I'm like, "She looks great, something's wrong." We've we've all seen the way she really looks. Right? That baby oil on her. That baby oil works some miracles. (laughs) And then he goes to kiss her. Now, see, if they had just taught him to not kiss strangers and not just abstinence only, sex education does not work. Clearly. (laughs) Clearly. Because he kisses her and then her real hand shows up and he becomes down with something. And this was one of the few jump scares and it's effective. I jumped. I, I, 
I love to cut to the black screen for a hot minute. And you're like, did we just end it here? <laughs> and it's like, no, you need to be tense. I'm like, okay, that works. Right. So we're back at the shack. Yes. The mother's being a C-U-N-Y. <laughs> the Thomas. Okay. somebody that goes to that school. Right. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> um, and she says, like, how dare you, your brother, your responsibility, because I have the kids, and you raised them, and that's important. And why are you in um, and she's just like leaning it at her. And then like her and William go outside to fight some more because like just she gonna have all the fights tonight. Right. And that's when William tells her that he sold her cup and this finally, finally he comes clean. Finally. We're like an hour into this film. Right? That could have been a secret that we shared earlier. Cause it, in the grand scheme of things, it's a small situation. But like she's getting very, very upset. And so like William hits her and then carries her back into the house. So it's the old hit and carry. It's a movie scene in many movies, especially yeah. olden romances, because Hollywood. So then, <laughs> she's, she's, what? Why did he choose the most awkward time to chop wood? It's raining yeah. now. He's, he's fully clothed. He's fully clothed. I'm across it. Raining. <laughs> he's chopping that wood. Chopping that wood. Um. <laughs> then we come back for Kayla, because they found Kayla. Finally, the mom is like, I'm gonna kind of be nice to, to Thomason for a second, and mm -hmm. didn't last long. But um, Thomason says, has anyone, "Has anyone put the goats to bed or something?" I don't know what I, I don't do farm language, so I don't know. Um, and the goats. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand what that means. What you do with that? But like, I guess maybe maybe you're like closing the the gate thing. I don't know. Um, so Thomason insists on doing it. So she goes out there and she's doing it, whatever it is. And then she comes out, she hears something outside and she comes out there and Caleb is like very awkwardly leaning on this fence naked. And then she screams and then we cut to them bloodletting Caleb. Which I don't know if I would have gotten to bloodletting. I know it was their go-to back then, much like my family believed in putting peroxide on everything. Right. Back then, they were like, oh, you have a headache? Let's cut you. Oh, is your stomach hurting? Let's cut you. And Let's I'm cut you up. It's not always the answer is to cut someone. And I, I know medicine has evolved. Thankfully. <laughs> yeah, he came back like at that bad tender date when your roommates are trying to care for you. <laughs> but, uh, and they put that weird like wrap on his stomach. Did you, I, didn't, I don't know what that was for, but. He had all the ailments, apparently. They were like, we don't know what to do. Do everything. And then cut him. And then cut him. Right. In the, it in was the, like house, but instead of having three things to try before finding the answer, they tried all the things at once. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and they do it in the temple, so it's going to bleed, like, a ton, because anything on your face, like, yeah, bleeds a lot. And he's going to have that scar forever if he lives, because back then, they didn't have plastic surgeons, and this family couldn't afford it. They had to build their own shack, but, like, <laughs> right. What is the medical care? <laughs> so, yes, Caleb is sick mm -hmm. and um, possibly possessed. What happens after this? I can't remember. Mercy was being a brat. Always. 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 This and then we walk to the goats. Oh, yes, the goats. Is this when, is this when she accuses... When she tells, when Mercy tells the parent, that's later, isn't it? That's later. This is them going out to like, because it's the next day and Thomason is milking the goat or whatever. Uh-huh. And I remember Amanda being like, I don't talk to goats. And then the next thing you know, the goat was not giving milk. Once again, Latino culture, like you don't talk to goats. 
you raise them and you walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My, yeah, it, this, this whole thing is Murphy's <laughs> fault. It just it, it is. They were talking to this goat. They invoked the spirit, and it's her fault. Teach your kids to not talk to Black Philip that way. <laughs> oh, this is when they cut in because I have the note, the old cut and pray. Um, after the old hit and carry, we're breaking out all the old favorites. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the goat gets milk Kool Aid. Yeah. Yes. And then we cut to William and the wife. I don't know her name. I don't know her Catherine. name. Catherine. Catherine. Yes. William and Catherine are having a long overdue fight. <laughs> Which her monologue in this was really good. It was a good monologue. That would be a fun one to perform. When she's talking about wanting to go home and like she has a confession to make that she's sorry that she was, yeah, it it was good good writing there. It would never work nowadays because now people have confessions, they just make an album. (laughs) Just like Usher. Right? (laughs) Usher, Taylor Swift, don't matter. Like Beyonce, like it's not my confession, it's yours, Jay-Z, then you're welcome. Put it out on title. Come on. (laughs) Don't test me. Yes, so then um, it's just, oh, and then the, uh, he starts freaking out, right? No. Yeah, they hear screaming and then they run in. Yeah, and that's when they find the bloody goat and the kids are like, ah, oh, she might be a bitch. Or it's like, Philip, we don't know. Yeah. And so and they Mer- all come back to Caleb's bed. <laughs> yeah, Mercy immediately starts saying that Thomas is a witch and blah, 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 because Mercy is the worst. And then. And so- that's when Caleb is like, Hi, this is like my exorcism. Hello. What? <laughs> and he's screaming, use the the something axe to cut off her head, use the small axe to cut off her head. Yeah. And then she's like, he's she's on me, she's on she's in my blood. It was crazy. And then he started vomiting blood and then vomited up a whole ass apple. A rock. And that's not real. Yeah. Well it's crazy because he was talking, but then his the mother said his mouth has been sewn or shut. And they cut open his mouth, remember? And then he yeah. spit out the apple. So I was like, oh, that was, that was a quick, right? Yeah. No. And that's especially when Mercy's like, she's a bitch. She's a bitch. <laughs> I know she's a bitch. And that's when the mom is like, she is a bitch. And I'm like, we need more, we need more we need evidence. Like, and so did the They all believe what this What is argument? They, they all believe this little eight-year-old instead of their, like, grown-ass daughter. And I was like, what in God's name? I don't. So uh, Mm. they start praying. He's like, "Let's pray about it." Mm -hmm. Then they start praying, and she knows her prayer. Can we talk about this for a second? She knows her prayer. Mercy and Jonas are like, "We don't know it because she's a witch," and they fall down and start kicking and throwing fits, as younger siblings do. Like, like I said, I'm from a big family. If I had a dollar for my younger siblings threw a fit to get out of reading or doing something they needed to do, like a chore, I could afford my own university. Um, so yeah, that, and I was like, okay, if you're accusing this girl of being a witch, wouldn't she be the one that doesn't remember the prayer and not the two children? Like, it just right? uh, I think they were little bitches. <laughs> uh, I think they are. They, they were the ones talking to that goat. Right? She wasn't talking to Black Phillip. No. You could tell, like, something was weird because it's like, wait a minute, they can't say the prayers. Mm-hmm. And, and they were like, can. Yeah, you're like, well, it checks out. Mm-hmm. We go to the father, and well, the mom tells the, the Thomason to go, to get out. 
-hmm. And so Thomason runs crying and the father follows her. And he's, uh, he accuses her of being a witch and telling her that she needs to confess to him and all this stuff. And this is where she gives us, again, that feminism is witchcraft. Because he's all like, well, you must be a witch. Like, how am I a witch? You do this to me. You do this to me. You're trying to get rid of me. Maybe you're the witch. And I was like, yes, yes. Um, she's being put upon and she's being like tortured because she's a young woman. <laughs> Not because right. they know she's a witch or anything other than she's a young woman and therefore she must be put upon and oppressed. And he asked her to speak truth and he couldn't handle the truth. No. So many white men. Like, <laughs> so many bad Tinder dates. Like, is this just a giant Tinder date? Is that it's a giant Tinder, Tinder date. <laughs> what do you think of my play? Oh. <laughs> you come to my improv show? Oh, oh my, how many? <laughs> oh. <laughs> if I have to buy an appetizer, I'm out. Right? Are you going to make me sit here and not buy any mozzarella sticks? So then he locks Thomason and the two twins in the goat thing, because that's smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Oh, wait, no. We skipped Caleb. Caleb is dead. He died yeah. from being possessed. He did give a really fierce monologue before he died, and then he died. I literally said, this is the perfect monologue. He forgot to slay himself, so I would take points off for that. But he still get cast. It was great, yeah. Maybe double cast, depending on my season. Right. <laughs> that, little, that little actor said, look, if you're going to kill me, if you're going to make me kiss this old lady, <laughs> get naked, be possessed and die, I want a good-ass monologue, at least. Right? Yeah. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I want the best monologue of the movie. Right. So then, so then the dad is putting them in the goat shed, and they're all sitting there, and they're all staring, even uh, Black Phillip and the two twins are, like, staring at Thomason, and it's like, y'all are creepy as fuck. Hmm. And then we hear a thud on the roof. Mm. And then the, t- the two twins, which I don't, we don't see Thomason in this moment, but the two twins are like, Flora? I guess that's the female goat's name. Non-black Philip isn't called white goat or <laughs> white Flora. She just Flora. Flora. Cause we don't see the world through those lenses. Mm. <laughs> so it's Flora, Flora, and then this, naked woman turns around and just starts laughing at them. That was creepy. That was creepy. They're like, Flora, Flora. And this old bitch is like, ha, 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 ha. I'm like, oh shit. This is not what I signed on for. We need I a new step. What? I would say laughing is one of the most creep. It was one of the creepiest sounds. It's laughing is so creepy. It's creepier mm-hmm. than screaming. It's creepier than like, especially when it's pure, like it is joyous. Mm-hmm. And you're doing this really fucked up thing, like eating a goat. Yeah, raw. Yeah, they cook the thing. From the teeth, too. From oh, the from teeth. the teeth, yeah. From the Kool-Aid teeth. From the Kool-Aid teeth. She was like, I don't want a leg. <laughs> I don't want an eye. I want the teeth. Oh. She wanted some Kool-Aid, okay? <laughs> no, to get into that unnatural angle while naked, again, these bitches, like, they out here, no clothes on, defying gravity. And so, like, it's kind of weird. But of course, strength. Right? on these bitches. They do yoga in these woods. What? <laughs> so then, oh, and we're, we're, the scene is like split scene between this and the mom dreaming of Sam and Caleb are alive again. Yeah. Her dead children come to her and she's like, that's normal. We're in the woods. And then she's like, I gotta feed Sam. 
and then we it immediately goes back to the barn or the goat thing and that all thing happens and then we cut to the mom and she's holding the wrap that the baby's in and this crow is just like eating her titty just pecking it to death pecking that. like woody woodpecker going to town on a tree just like uh, she's just sitting there content and i'm just like that can't feel good stop stop oh. and william is asleep he must be a really hard sleeper Literally, when they wake up the next day and she's bleeding from her left tit and he's just like, ooh, it's a Tuesday morning. I'm like, how'd you miss this? How you not what smell this? Day. She's bleeding from the chest next to you. What? Oh. <laughs> I so, wouldn't notice that. Right. So then, yeah, he just skips on out of there and walks out to the barn. And we don't ever see the two kids again. I'm assuming they're dead. I, I think everybody would be at this point. Yeah. They're not going to learn. <laughs> yeah. And so, but he sees... Thomason come like wake up in the shed with the two dead goats. It's not a good look. I will admit that as someone who was on our defense team, mm -hmm. this is trickier to explain. Yeah, <laughs> it was a mess. It was yeah. a mess. Yeah, she got framed, but it was it was a good frame. It was, it was you know. Um, but little does he know, Black Philip comes in and uh, horns him. Which this. I, I laugh because after Black Phillip horns him, Black Phillip gets into like a boxer stance, like one of those like old kangaroo <laughs> videos on YouTube where they gotta box you. And I'm just like, you're good at the man. I don't think he's gonna fight you back. Oh. <laughs> he does pick up that axe like he's going to, and I'm like, like he's going to, and then he comes back that second time. Yeah. And knocks him into the wood pile. The wood pile falls on top of him. The wood pile he worked on. He worked on it. And at night, in the morning, with clothes, without clothes. In the and rain. Like <laughs> everywhere, every time. It was just one hobby because again, they did not have Netflix, which why most of this movie happens. <laughs> <laughs> so Thomason walks up and sees her dead dad, and then her mom attacks her. No questions. She's just like, "You killed him!" And it's like, "You did it." Yeah. How would she gut her father? I mean, with two very good horn piercings. Right. So like, they start to fight, like fist fight. And that's when I was like, and this is why I don't go home for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> this is every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, every Easter. <laughs> um, so they're rolling around and um, she calls her some really terrible names. Oh, yeah. I clocked some of them because, again, it goes back to just, like, blaming women for everything. She calls her a proud slut. Thomason don't have any slutty clothes. As someone who has like a nice section of her closet, it can be considered a little bit like no cut. I know what slutty clothes would look like if we were to use that phrase. <laughs> um, and accuses her bewitching her brother's eyes, so her brother would look yeah, at her that way. And her I'm dad, like, and I was like, what is that? Right, her brother and her dad. Yeah, because like her out here in all these layers is apparently like doing it for them, and she's put on these layers just for them. And she works like I was like, but you know what? Those are good qualities. She clothes, clothes, works. Like I look for those in the lady. Like yeah, right. So. so, and then she ends up killing her mom, out of out of self defense. Okay, it's self yeah, for real. Because she's yeah. We all have to learn how to deal with our own parents. I am not here to judge anybody else's journey. Right. <laughs> her mother came for her on a bad day. <laughs> so, um, then she goes in the house and just like I'm gonna take a nap. Good night. I thought it was a weird choice because, like, if your whole family and all your animals are dead, you think you leave the land? Yeah, you clean up a little bit. Well, Black Clover did. He's somewhere. I mean, okay. 
again, as somebody on her defense team, I don't know how I would explain this in court and that she wouldn't take a nap after all of this murder and mayhem. True. We might need to like leave that out of the narrative. Yeah. <laughs> cut that out. Yeah. Uh, PTSD is different for everybody, but still, maybe we don't talk about the relaxing nap and the change of clothes. True. I mean, and, but at this at this time, she's a woman, so she really doesn't get a defense anyway. She just is a witch and gets killed. Just burn her. Yeah. But like, if you blink, you're a witch, <laughs> and then they burn her. <laughs> so, but yeah, she falls asleep, wakes up. It's nighttime. And she decides, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go check out that goat shed. Go see what Black Phillip's up to. Mm -hmm. yeah. She goes out there and she tells Black Phillip that I conjure you to talk to me. Before we get there, though, like, she got to walk for it and everything. And we realized this was a long con to get her to join this cult. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, again, the internet is helping people nowadays. The internet, like, I get flyers for this stuff. Yeah. Facebook invites. <laughs> No, you just DM someone and be like, hey, we're going to meet on Wednesday by the Chick-fil-A. We're going to do our chance by the tree. On <laughs> by the tree. Yeah. BYOB. Bring your own blood. Bring your own blood. Yeah. No, your own incense. We will not be sharing anymore. <laughs> so, oh, and also before she goes to the goat shed, she takes off her clothes and so she's just in her like nighty thing. Mm -hmm. As you do when you visit your goat. Like, again, on her defense team, her and her goat were close. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> so she goes and she tells him, I conjure you to talk to me. She does it like three or four times. And finally, he's like, oh, fine, what do you want? And this is where the real plot twist is. This whole time, Black Phillip was a white man. The whole time. The whole time. The whole time. The whole time. Sounding like Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> I was curious if it was going to be like a Zootopia, like we were going to pan to the goat talking. <laughs> I was like, if you show this goat talking, I'm out. The CGI mouth. <laughs> so he's like, what you want? And... <laughs> <laughs> That's an actual line reading. Don't go watch the movie. That's what he That's said. exactly what he said. What you want? What you want, girl? Yeah, that's my sixth time. He's like, oh, what do you want? <laughs> he was put upon. <clears throat> How many of your family do I have to kill? <laughs> and then um, he's like, do you want to travel the world she's like yeah she's like do you want to have taste butter yeah do you want to do this yeah and his last thing is do you want to live deliciously i think we all want to live yeah that that doll checks out for me butter too. is delicious i see where this is going i want to live deliciously i mean if you have enough butter when <laughs> <laughs> um, he tells her to sign to look at this book he's got so we see the book and she's like I can't because you don't teach women how to read and write back then because yeah. they might like actually want to affect change and have agency. <laughs> and he gives her the creepiest line, which is, I'll guide your hand. And I'm like, I don't want you to guide her hand. Black Phillip well, slash. First he tells her she has to do it naked. Oh, yeah. And she's just like, boop. <laughs> just boop, boop. These are loose clothes, anyways. Let's go, Philip. Let's go. Because there are no clothed bitches, <laughs> all bitches are naked. All bitches are naked. Yes. Yeah. This is what, if you want to be a bitch, you got screwed. Um, <laughs> you want to be a bitch or not? <laughs> well, then. So then apparently she signs the book and we see him leading her into the woods and then up the hill. We couldn't figure out if they were chanting Need Salt, which is very New England. Need they salt. Don't have salt there. Or if they were chanting Nissan. I heard Nissan like four times. And I've met some women who drive a Nissan. 
And I have concerns. Were they bitches? <laughs> they might have been. Out of the floor were definitely bitches. They might have been flying in the woods last night. You never know. Right? Right? And that's their new that's their new <laughs> saying. Because like what happens next is just not how you play light of the feathers stiff as a board. Oh. We just saw the craft. This is not how you play. Everybody wants to float. <laughs> You have to like gather around one person at a time. But these bitches are out there defying gravity again, making floating. <laughs> yeah, she just floating. She's loving it. She she starts to float up and she's like, ooh, this is fun. I'm delicious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that should be her new name. Like, cause Thomason doesn't do her justice. She's like, my new name is Delicious, and I'm a bitch. <laughs> don't don't mind me being naked. The sequel. The sequel. I'd watch that. <laughs> And the whole time, it is all Mercy's fault. It oh. is. It, I also oh. want to clock that this ended with her, like, smiling and, like, all the people she came with dead reminded me of Midsummer. So I see what they're doing before. Mm. I see what they're doing. I will also say, these bitches, <laughs> uh, they're all very flexible. They, they do move. yoga. These old bitches is out there naked doing yoga. But then they also move really weird. Like they move like they can't walk, but then they can. I don't trust it. I don't think they used to walking. So they snatched that baby. No one walked anywhere. True. They levitated down, I guess, and she didn't see it. That, yeah. one, that one lady had like a branch that she was like holding on, like all that stick and moving with it. Yeah, that was weird. And, you know, because they moved in this weird way, and I was like, well, they've all taken forms of the animal mm. in some way. So I was like, are they trying to be a crow? or do these weird things. And I was like, maybe, but maybe. maybe. They're like the Animorphs. Can we just they canceled that quick. That, <laughs> I remember that. that was real quick. They were like, bitch crap. <laughs> Can we talk about how lucky we, it is to have Amanda with a movement specialist for this weird movement situation these bitches are giving us? I don't know what they told them. Because <laughs> they were like. Is one of them the Vabbit? <laughs> one of them, the rabbit, like just to bend over and then a crow. And it was like, I want you to take a form of an animal. I want it to come from that special place, release it. One of you is a baby. Breathe into it. Repeat after me, Nissan. <laughs> Nissan. 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 Maybe, maybe if you repeat that enough, you just automatically get a Nissan. Try it, cause like <laughs> we're about to go by the pool and start chanting that. Right? If I levitate, I'll call you. <laughs> no, put it on Snapchat. I want to see that shit. Right? <laughs> Send it to us. We can put it on our Facebook and Instagram. That'd be some nice like <laughs> cross promotion for the podcast. Right. I'm a bitch now, y'all. I'm a bitch now. And it's like, put your clothes back on. It's like kind of a show, right? <laughs> I'm a bitch. <laughs> I will say the ending shot of like the big, the tall tree, and she's like at the top of it, like all floaty and shit. That was really cool. It, it was cool. beautiful. It was kind of beautiful. Yeah, I was just like, oh, you know what? She found her people. Yeah, you got to make your own families in life. She found, yeah, chosen family. True, true. Even if they're naked and covered right. in baby blood. It was really empowering to see all these old bitches floating because it's just like you know what? I still got some life in me. Well, going. I would love to see their story. Yeah. Yeah. Like, whose hut does she live in now? Does she make her own? Does she have a roommate? This is the Tinder date who sold her brother because, like, the Tinder date had a nice wardrobe and a nice shack. She came out with that red, that red little hoodie. That red hood that was beautiful. Maybe, but they, but they may also have some history because she did kill her brother, and she did like her brother. Her brother was like the only one in this family she liked. 
I've seen enough soap operas to know you can forgive anything <laughs> for the right apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's do some hot takes. Cool. Cool. Uh, I'll go ahead and do mine because I already know what mine is going to be. So, okay. My hot take is that while I think this film is like well made, it's beautiful, it's, uh, it is an interesting story, and I think that they executed the film really, really well. I personally prefer horror movies with a little more hope in them. It just felt very bleak the entire time, which I felt very labored through watching it, which I get might have been, I get is probably the point, but I, I just enjoy more of the like, are, are they going to make it? Are they, is there, are they going to live? And this one, I was like, they all going to die. Mm-hmm. so that's my hot take is that that's my only real issue with this movie is that it's just it's just so bleak and like helpless and a lot but, but a lot of this production company's films do the same thing where it's all very bleak and very hopeless so maybe that's their aesthetic when they changed it for midsummer though <laughs> it was very bright and shiny and nine hours long um which leads me to my hot take this is my second favorite of the three movies they've given us hereditary is by far my first Mm -hmm. you have to collect all of her awards this is a very close second and i'm waiting for a third because i feel like i deserve better than midsummer and i know it's a hot take i know i'm gonna get yelled at in my dms because it happened when i saw the movie and it happened last time i said it on facebook (laughs) and it's gonna keep happening because i still stand by that statement that's fair i actually think i like this one i I think i like midsummer a little better than this one but that's just me it's three hours. It's, and I love Chidi, but Chidi making enough screen time to make it three hours. Mm. I also like uh, Miss Puh. I call, she, her, I call her Miss Puh. I don't know what's her name. She's adorable. <laughs> I, I get what I'm supposed to take away from the movie and what I'm supposed to like about it, but also we could have got there in less than three hours. I mean, I get that, but it's so pretty. No, it's like pretty. if you're going to keep me for three hours, I need drink service. I need at least one of, <laughs> I need at least one of the, oh my God, what's the family's name? The Hemsworth brothers. I need at least one of the Hemsworth brothers. Yeah. Um, we can make three hours work, but we need to like talk about it. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll get you. I mean, to each their own. Hereditary is the better of the three. All, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Hands down. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've seen it one and a half times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to it eventually. My hot take. Wow. Whew. I mean, I, I agree with all of you so much. It's like, it's so bleak. And, you know, with a lot of these films, they're like, okay, we got to wait for the next thing to happen to you. And the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. And I was like, you know, when you're in, like, it's just bad. It all comes at you once and it's so quick. But it was like, no, we're going to like hit them hard, wait four days and come back again. But yeah, there was no hope and I kept getting tired of it. I was just like, oh, it's just so, t- leave, just leave. You know, so that bleak and like I told you, like the survivor that comes out of it, like I always look for that. Mm-hmm. And this one, I was just like, there was none. I was like, maybe she found her tribe, but all the things she had to give up and all the stuff and you're constantly, I well, mean, they know how to do it. They've done it with these films. And at and, and, and the beginning of the film, like I would have got the she found her tribe as like the happy ending if she wanted that. Yeah. She didn't want that the whole time. I think deep down she did. She just didn't get a chance to say it because her mother kept yelling at her, so we never got to hear her say anything. 
yeah, I mean, the beginning of that court scene, she was so distraught because she was going to leave everything she knew. And she, you know, there, and Caleb was like, let's go, we're going to go. This is it. And it's like, maybe, you know. Yeah, maybe she had friends there and not, you know. Yeah. Like, that's definitely one of those things where, like, the kids have to suffer for the actors' appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she suffered the whole movie until she floated with the other bitches by the tree. You'll float too? Yeah. It was. Y'all <laughs> float down here. <laughs> I, I think my issue with the film, I agree with you, that I, because one of the things that I love, my favorite subgenre is slashers. And the reason I love it so much is because there is a survivor. There at least one, usually. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always rooting for that person. And in this, even though I was rooting for Thomason, I just knew that nothing was ever going to work out for her. Yeah. Even though to the end, I guess you could make the argument that it kind of did, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I also am from Vic family, and I also wanted to be a bitch or a witch, but I didn't know it was a witch back then. I thought it was a witch. <laughs> um, so I kind of relate to this final girl finally getting her comeuppance. Um and no longer having to go home for the holidays. I she ain't got no home to go to. Yeah, right. Yeah. She had to turn the butter there anyways. So like, is it even worth it if you have to turn your own butter for your Thanksgiving meal? Fair. Could you imagine Fair. being the, like the traveler that stumbles upon this shed with all these dead bodies and dead goats and <laughs> dead corn, dead corn, yeah. everything rotten. Right. Depending on what time of day, there might be naked bitches floating around it. It's just I... no. yeah. I've always had a dream to move to New England countryside, like go out there, open a bookstore, make some coffee. And then you watch this, you're like, I think, what are, you know, right. dreams are better right. made in, when you're asleep. So like that, it's not gonna happen. We're just not gonna be doing that. What would you do if you opened your bookstore and went outside? And it's like, is that Edna floated above me? Why is Edna not wearing clothes? <laughs> Why is she it's covered in It's the sewing circle. It's here. the sewing circle. <laughs> All right. Well, that was The Vitch, or The Witch, or Witch, or Vitch, however you want to say it. The title is irrelevant. The Vitch? The Vitch. The Vitch. I drive a Nissan Vitch. <laughs> <laughs> it just appeared because I chanted Nissan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you to Amanda for joining us on this journey through this bleak, bleak movie. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. What a time. Thomasina. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, make sure you follow us on all the social media again. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps people um, figure out where we are, find us. And uh, right now we're sitting at nine ratings on iTunes so that's amazing be great to get to 10 hint hint wink wink um so yeah if you do that please help us out with that what are we doing next week next week we'll be doing Lords of Salem because we're still in our witch theme because September is a time for bitches (laughs) (laughs) yeah so this Rob Zombie film is going to be interesting we can also discuss how Rob Zombie is Rob Zombie. We'll get there. We'll get to it. Oh, a thesis, a dissertation. <laughs> a yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Stay fierce. Stay fierce.